In today's show, we're looking back at a pretty action-packed Monday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Friday to get in on the action. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. Let's talk sports. Before we get into the games, quick note, LaMelo Ball. Update on his injury, out of his cast, and he can resume individual basketball activities. And Woj reporting he's expected back within 7 to 10 days. So if you've got a buy this week, he's a clear ad. If you are in a tough matchup, it's going to be zeros for this week and maybe half of next week. Maybe that's not the, the, the move to add, but he is going to be returning at some point, it looks like, next week. So there's some positive news there out of LaMelo Ball and his injury scenario. Let's talk the games from Monday. Um... Let's uh, let's talk about this first one, uh, which is the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons got out to a huge start. The Cavs reeled them back in, but Detroit gets the win, 109-105. Colin Sexton, yeah, he got the he got the um, underperforming bump. Whenever someone goes on the locked on pot fantasy basketball buy low underperforming show, they tend to have a big game the next one. And uh, here we go, Sexo, twenty eight and seven, four assists, one steal, and two blocks. Those defensive numbers really bring it. The 60% shooting is awesome from him as well. While Darius Garland continues his strong play. Now, unfortunately, he was 60% from the line, but 23 with six assists, two steals, and a block is a great line. How about my boy, Isaiah Hartenstein? Only 20 minutes, but 13 and six, four assists, one steal, three blocks. I have banged on about this guy for years, since before he came to the NBA, that this guy is an absolute fantasy permanent monster. Just give him a chance. He is, guys, hold on to your dick. He's 76th ranked player in the last two weeks in 19 minutes a game. That's pretty um, pretty bloody high. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty bloody high. Do we do anything with this? Probably not. There was no Larry Nance in this game. Um, but as a streamer, yeah, awesome. Like he is putting up absolutely huge numbers in limited minutes and it's useful. He was in the rotation ahead of Dean Wade last game. Now, Wade was back in this one because Nance was out. You can't ignore that production, though. He's got to at least be in your 14-team league discussion, maybe 16-teamer. Hartenstein, the permanent monster, permanent monstering. Kevin Love had 15 and 8. Yeah, that's just subpar from him. Well, it was a pretty poor night from Jarrett Allen. Interestingly, Hartenstein closed the game over Allen. 5 and 5 with a steal and a block for Allen in those 28 minutes. We're still holding him, but that's rough. While Isaac Okoro had just the 6 points in 32 minutes. We love what Okoro can do and what he might be able to blossom into. But is there a chance that he's the next Jimmy Butler or a chance that he's the next Dorian Finney-Smith slash Andre Robertson? That's the worries. He just hasn't been able to do anything fantasy-wise this year. The 243rd ranked player, despite playing 32 minutes a night. 22% shooting here for Okoro. Wade back in the rotation. He is a clear 12-team league drop, though. Get that garbage out of here! Uh, even, even if... Um, even if Nance is you know, not ready to go as we move forward, it's pretty tough, I think, to justify holding on to Dean Wade. 
For the Pistons, a lot of their guys out. Of course, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, Corey Joseph, Dennis Smith, Wayne Ellington, Rodney Magruder, Sekou Dumbaya. So it's hard to gauge how everything's going to play out. But let's talk Isaiah Stewart. 32 minutes, 18, 16, three steals, three blocks. A guaranteed must roster play. Yes, the minutes will go down. But I think 80% of the games from here on out, he will play more minutes than Mason Plumley. 61st ranked player of the last two weeks in 26 minutes. Got to roster him every league. Sadiq Bay, what was he? Perfect six of six in the first quarter, hit five threes, and then scored two points for the rest of the game. He, so he's taking his game-to-game inconsistency now, up, upping it up a level, leveling up, and making it within-game inconsistency. Now, 20 points with six threes and two steals is really good, but the problem is he goes missing so often, and he got went missing for three quarters. And that's what keeps his numbers you know, sort of middling, 177th-ranked player this year, but you know, 74th-ranked player over the last two weeks. Got to be rostered. Guys, it was a pretty good night for players that I like. Let's uh, let's be honest, because Killian Hayes was good again. 33 minutes, 12 points, 9 assists, 1 steal. The absolute lunacy to write this bloke off as a bust, and I don't know if this guy is listening to this podcast, but he replied to me on Twitter. He claims that the reason that Killian Hayes got hurt because he is because he wasn't NBA ready, and he still is not an NBA caliber player. He got hurt because he wasn't NBA ready. Can you believe the bullshit that people say? And if you're listening, I don't care. Mate, that's insane. Um... He was written off after five games. What a bust. What a disaster. He's not all the way there. But he's the 59th ranked player over the last two weeks in 25 minutes a night. And he needs to play 30 minutes a night every night. Don't hate adding him. I think there is value in adding him here. Uh, although, you know, Corey Joseph's going to come in and just do whatever bullshit Dwayne Casey wants to do. But Hayes, Hayes I think, is actually going to be really good. And you know that I thought, thought that. That's why I had him at number two in the draft. Might end up looking stupid, but I had him at number two. And... Uh, Looking all right now. Joshy Jackson, 16-5-4. Look, he's going to murder percentages. We know that, 31%, but good counting stats. Well, Frank Jackson went off. Now, Frank Jackson's probably one of the um, one of the worst passes in the entire NBA, but he scores. 20 points, 50% shooting, three threes, 28 minutes. Now, the 28 minutes is hard to envisage him continuing to do, but he can be that nice streamer. While Tyler Cook made his first NBA start with literally every person out, 12 points in 30 minutes. Now, as for guys like Mason Plumley, I think he's a drop. Corey Joseph's a drop. Uh, Dennis Smith, you can't rely on. A lot of people are asking about Jeremy Grant, whether he's a drop. Now, let's just give some numbers here on Jeremy Grant. I feel like I'm going deep on today's show. Don't know why, but let's go a little bit deeper. Even though there's nine games on, I've got nowhere else better to be. You guys just fast forward. I played on two times speed. Let's talk some stuff on Jez Grant here because, look, he's been a surprise to be sure this season. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. He's also the 123rd ranked player on a per-game basis over the last month. And that's shithouse. 110th over the last two months. Also, shithouse. Now, he's played three games in the last two weeks. He's been good in those games, and 56th ranked player. But if he's going to keep missing time, if his yeah, efficiency is going to keep dropping off, if the defensive numbers are just like, bleh, does he need to be held? There's three more games this week for the Pistons, and one of them is a back-to-back. So he's probably got two more games this week. And then they don't they play Monday, and then don't play again until Thursday the following week. So Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back, then Saturday. So that's he's got two games this week, and then a Monday-Thursday break. Or Monday game, Thursday game, two-day two break. Really hard to um, trust that, to be honest. Really hard. And you, you, again, I said this on the playoff preparation video. You've got to be ruthless. Sometimes you've got to make hard decisions. It might bite you on the dick, but you've got to be ruthless and make those decisions. And you know, the way that it's trending for him, it's uh, it's not trending well. Let's just uh, let's leave it. 
Leave it at that. It's not, uh, it's not trending in the right direction at this point for Jeremy Granty Grant. Oh, also, Hamadou Diallo. Jack, what do we do? Get that garbage out of here! As I will continually say, the amount of people that not only Dutch rutted him with one hand, but gave him the old Turkish grip with a third hand, and then got their mate to come in with a Danish backhander and give him another one when he was traded was pretty astounding for a bloke that's never shown anything to me to be considered that good. Um, fine, worth a flyer in a points league, but not anymore. Like, see you later. Like, he's just... the Again, I will say this, and I'll continually say it for him, the idea of Hamadou Diallo is significantly better than the reality of Hamadou Diallo. The reality of Locker Room is that it's awesome. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real... Are you saying I'm not an insider? Locker Room script? What are you talking about? Insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Fantasy Basketball once a week on Fridays. And yes, you can join in there. You can get up on the stage, have a chat to me. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find the fans just like you on there, and you'll have a chance to chat with me and might even get a chance to be featured on an episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball. So make sure you're joining me on on Friday, uh, and follow me at Josh Lloyd 48. So go, go download Locker Room right now. It's only available on iOS devices at the moment, unfortunately. But be sure to create that profile, link your Twitter, join the NBA group for the latest league updates. And if you follow me, you'll be notified when I go live because I know you don't want to miss it. So I will see you there on Friday. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. Rock Auto is changing the way that we look at car parts because why would you want to go to a chain store, a big auto, big box store, and go to the bloke at the counter and ask for a part for your Range Rover. I don't know why I said Range Rover, but if it's Range Rover, and say it's something that I don't even know car parts. It's a bulb for some shit. And you go in there and you go, mate, have you got it? And he goes, mate, Range Rovers don't get too much demand for them around here. And you go, oh, all right, then how long is it going to take? Oh, it'll be four weeks, and it'll be 200 bucks. I go, for a light bulb, what are we talking about here? Don't worry, mate, I got this sorted. I go out into the car park, sit in the car, Fire up my rockauto.com, look it up, and there it is. So much cheaper. What are we doing? We don't have to waste our time going to these chainsaws. Rockauto.com is a family business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and those prices, they're always reliably low because there isn't two different tiers of pricing for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. It's the same low price for everybody. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, now eventually let's get on to the second game of the day. That was a, a big one. Giggity. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, man, Steph Curry. How inspirational. Steph hit another 10 threes. He had 49 points. He is the number two ranked player this season. He's the number one ranked player of the last two weeks. He had five assists. He shot 50%. He's 92 from the line. When I did have him in the top five to win this season, I was a little bit cautious. I went, oh, maybe this is not right. Maybe he's not going to do it. But shit, if you picked him in the top five, you're feeling pretty bloody good about it. He is now averaging, averaging over the last month, 7.1 threes made per game. It's a lot of threes. That is, in fact, 78 threes over his last 11 games. Oh, and he's hitting those at 50%. This dude is, like, he's actually amazing what he's doing. He now leads the league in scoring. He's averaging 40 points a game for a month. 40 with seven threes on a true shooting of 74%. Now, I know this is going to come down. If it was any other player, I'd say, look, guys, it's going to drop. But this dude's ridiculous. Is it going to come down? I have absolutely no idea. He is insane. Kent... Bazemore started over Kelly Oubre, and it looks like Oubre is going to remain on the bench. In fact, Jack, what do we do with Kelly Oubre? Get that garbage out of here! 
Yeah, that sounds good to me. But uh, Bazemore only played the four ten minutes. It was Damian Lee who stepped up. 32 minutes for Lee, 12 and 6 with two threes, one block. Yeah, that's fine. I don't trust it, but it's fine. Wiggins had 16 and 10 with two blocks, which is solid. And Draymond was a little bit under 8, 6, and 6. But let's talk about Kevon Looney. You know that I've been a big Kevon Looney fan for a long time, but just never been able to stay healthy or get minutes. And now, with no Wiseman, no Pascal, no Toscano Anderson, Looney has to play big minutes. 34 minutes, 5 points, 15 boards. That's really solid as a 14-team league guy with what he's doing at the moment. I'm super impressed with what he's doing. Jordy Poole had six points, and then we didn't get much else going on here. Ubre just the nine points in his 22 minutes. And as Jack said, get that out of here. For the Sixers, there was no Thick Hogsman. There was no Ben Simmons. So we had some weird starters. We had Ferky from Turkey starting. We had Prison Mike Scott. Now, Prison Mike Scott did better than I expected. He had a 14 trillion with only one missed shot. So that's, that's probably a win if you decided to roster Mike Scott. The painter Matisse Lyle played 31 minutes, 13 and 7, three steals and a block. We know that if the minutes are up, he's going to put up some really, really big numbers. Um, yeah, good, good stuff from him. Well, Dan Green had three steals and four triples in 32, and Embiid had 28, 13, and 8 with a triple one. Unfortunately, the efficiency for Embiid was off, but good counting stats. Seth Curry got really hot early on and cooled off. Played 35 minutes, had 15 points with three threes. I do not believe that Seth is a 12-team league guy, while Ferky had 10 points in his 25 minutes, and uh, Shake Milton just the 20 minutes. Unfortunately, he can go as well. Because now we've got George Hill in the mix. He played 18 minutes and had uh, a weird, a weird-looking Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Two threes, two rebounds, two assists, and two blocks for Hill. But do not buy into that at all for any sort of fantasy league outside of the very deep, deep, deep formats. Um, all right. What else are we going to look at here? Let's go on to the next game. That would be a great idea, wouldn't it? The Chicago Bulls, they beat the Boston Celtics, 102-96. Nikola Vucevic. It's Boston. It's big Boston. Boston's it. Bulls 29 and 10 in the win for Chicago. They win 102.96. I don't remember if I said that. Two steals and a block. Didn't get to the foul line again, which is just wild. Well, Kobe White, I think we've got to look to add Kobe White. 30 minutes, 19 points. Now, you've got to deal with the fact that he's just going to really, really you know, pants down dump on your, on your field goals, 36%. But he's going to take a lot of shots because that's why he's starting. 19 points with seven assists because someone needs to take over from the skater boy, Zach Levine. With White starting, Thomas Sadaransky, you can drop him 3-3-4 three, three, and four in 19 minutes. Markkinen, get his ass out of here. Nine points in 19 minutes. While Dan Tice had 6-6-4, six, six, and four. probably more 14 than 12. And Thad Young's probably the same, more 14 than 12. Although he did have two steals and 13 points in 13 minutes. And this wild scenario of Thad Young becoming a 30-plus usage guy is just something I never saw coming. I don't... Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how we're deciding that everything needs to run through Thad Young, but that's what the Bulls have been doing so many times. I just don't trust him as a 12-teamer. It was a strong night from Garrett Temple, 13 points, three threes, and two blocks, but I don't really trust that too much either. For the Celtics, Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart were out, as was the Rock DJ and Ivan Fournier. Smart was probable. He was questionable, then probable, then out, so that was cool. Um, with those point guards out, Jason Tatum said, I'm the point guard now. Now, he also said, well, I'm going to be the, a terrible shooter like you two blokes and had 14 points on 18%. But 13 rebounds and 10 assists for his first triple-double. It's a pretty shit triple-double when you count those percentages. But otherwise, yeah, not bad numbers. Jalen had 23 and 4 and Peyton Pritchard started with 14 points. Now, Pritchard's numbers have been coming up of late, but I wouldn't read into too much. Uh, wouldn't read too much into this. They also ran Romeo Langford a little bit at point guard. He's not a point guard. He had the two steals in about 20 seconds, but otherwise the line's pretty empty. Well, Jabari Parker had eight points in 16 minutes. Very deep leagues. Maybe you look at Jabari. 
but I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be thinking he's going to impact leagues too much. Tristan Thompson had 11 and five in 33 minutes, and and that's serviceable. It's at least um, it's at least worth considering for you know short term to big man numbers. But I, I don't look at him as any sort of long term solution for anybody really. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are still going. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the t- news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today using our promo code Locked On, and you can receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Today, through to the twenty sixth of April, you can listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft twenty twenty one presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, yes, that Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanfora, and Brian Baldiger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is the audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Okay, next game. The Phoenix Suns beat the Milwaukee Bucks somewhat controversially, I guess, in overtime, 128-127. Chris Paul bounced back with 22-7 and 13, and Devin Booker had 24-7 and 7 with three steals and a block. Their last game wasn't particularly good in a, in a weird blowout, but that's some good numbers there. Well, DeAndre Ayton, I'd like to... I hope he's all right, because he did hurt his shoulder towards the end of that game. But 20 and 13 in 40 minutes with a block, he is rocking at the moment. Top 20 player over the last two weeks. Well, McCall Bridges. This is why I, I wasn't keen on dropping Bridges. There were some shit games in there for sure. But 21 points, five threes, two assists and a block. 73% shooting should not have been dropped anywhere. Hopefully you didn't. Um, Monty Williams did his thing and decided to just, you know, kids, close your ears, you know, fuck around with the starting lineups, put Dario Saric in there, then realized, oh my God, this is a terrible idea. He played him 18 minutes and had two points and he went back to being the backup center. The fact that you do that and then you go and he sits there and goes, uh, uh, who's my backup center now? And then doesn't figure it out. He's pretty, like, Williams has been great this year. Like, absolutely a coach of the year candidate. But he makes some decisions where you go, what are you doing? And I think that's one of them. Anyway, he corrected that at halftime and went, look, let's go back to uh, Gattuso over here. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Jay Crowder, who shot 27% for nine points, which is just what Crowder does. But you know, just continually to you know, provide some weird shit when he's with his lineups. Cam Johnson had 13 with three threes. He's not a bad streamer. And Tory Craig, who had to play, play center because of the rotation mishap, had five points with two steals and a block. But he is in the rotation, Craig, but yeah, not really an impact for fantasy. I'd say that the big fella Giannis' minutes, uh, minutes limit is over. Giannis and Tomatu. 35 minutes, 33 and 8. Although, 35 minutes in the overtime game, you'd hope for a little bit more. And he did have some cramp at the end, but thankfully, it's nothing too serious. 25, 4 and 8 for Drew with two steals and a block, while Middleton had 26, 7 and 5. So big games from their big stars. While speaking of big stars, um, Bobby Portis played 14 minutes for six points. I knew it was a mirage. I knew it was all bullshit with Bobby Portis. He couldn't have been this good. He's not this good. But he did it for so long and so long, and I was forced, embarrassingly, to say Bobby Portis is good. You know what? Past Josh, I take that back. You're a wanker. Bobby Portis is not good. Jack. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, he's shithouse. Get him out of here. Six points, two rebounds, and a triple zero. Now, of course, I'm being a little bit funny there. But also get rid of him. There's no point to hold him while PJ Tucker and Pat Connaughton getting those minutes. Dante DiVincenzo, the big ragu, returned, played 31 minutes, had 9, 7, and 3. Like, that's totally like, eh, like it's fine. 
I think he still should be on a 12-team roster because he's top 100 over the last two weeks. But, yeah, that's not particularly inspiring. While Paddy Connaughton's a nice deep league ad, 9-9 nine and nine with three threes in those 23 minutes for Patrick. Let's go to the next one. We're looking at the Houston Rockets getting beat by the Miami Heat, 113-91. The crucifix, Christian Wood. At least he didn't miss any free throws. He didn't hit any, but he didn't miss any. 18-7 and seven with three steals and two blocks, while Cousin Kev played 31 minutes. Kevin Porter, 18 points, three threes and three assists to uh, bring himself to be the 123rd ranked player this year. Look, he is absolutely still, in my opinion, a must-roster player. But as we're all well aware, the talk of him being a league winner has been uh, greatly exaggerated. Linick had 10-8 and eight in 32 minutes. I think he's a 12-team league guy. Well, Johnny Wall returned, played just 30 minutes, you know, dropped a deuce on your field goals with 29% shooting, as he does so often, with 14-4-6. and six. Rough game from the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, 10-5-3. I, I do believe he's a must-roster player, and I think the numbers would bear that out, considering he's the 54th-ranked player over the last two weeks. Well, Amani Brooks continues to play pretty well. Eight points in 26 minutes. That's just a deeper league scenario, but with Gordon House, Brown, Augustin, Nwaba, and Exum all out, there's an opportunity for Brooksy to have some value. Now, stiff shit if you play on ESPN, because why would they bother having a player that's in the NBA and playing minutes available to pick up? As long as you can add Kevin Garnett, I guess they're satisfied. I don't know what this takes to get players added into the pool, but it's actually, kids, again, I'm fired up today. Kids, cover your ears. It's fucking embarrassing. Like, fix your fucking bullshit, ESPN. Put the players in as soon as they get signed. How hard is this to keep an eye on transactions? I can do it. Why can't you? Find out who is added and add their fucking ass to the player pool. I'm fired up. Let's go. All right, Miami. They were without Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero. None of those injuries are considered serious. It's just a day-to-day type situation. So hopefully um, hopefully they're able to return pretty soon. But you know, we don't know. But they started in the absences of those guys. Kendrick Nunn, 39 minutes, 37-8 and eight with six triples. Must roster guy. Iguodala also out of nowhere. 16-6-6, six six, two steals, two blocks, four triples. I'm not buying into Iguodala, but 16-teamers, sure. Why not? The Iron Shoulder, good stream of Goran Dragic, 19-6-5, but that's really about it. While the Spur, Dunkey Robinson had 19 points and five threes. Again, a nice points and threes type streamer. Without Adebayo, they started Achua, which is pretty confusing considering Achua wasn't even in the rotation last game, but played him 29 minutes. He had eight points on 36% shooting, so that's exactly what you want a center to do. I don't think he's that good if you haven't guessed by this tone of my voice. And then the Undertaker came in, cleaned up the mess, and had not 12 and 6 in 19 minutes with two blocks as a plus 23. If a misses more, Deadman is the backup center and should be the backup center, and he should be getting these minutes. He has some yes, 14 to 16 team league value, but he's not going to play with Bam all that much. Pretty rough night from Ariza, 6 5 and 5 in 30 minutes, but he does have some back end 14 team league value at this point. All right, let's go on to the next game. San Antonio beats Indiana 109-94. Maximum Derek. Derek White played 34 minutes. He was on my underperforming players list. He had 25.6 triples, four assists, a steal, shot 47%. Uh, was a plus 20 and had like you know, 14 points in the first quarter. Again, he's good. And the shooting eventually had to come around. Here we are. Jakob Pertl only played 25 minutes, had fouled out in that time, but 16-7 with two steals and a block. Also, he is really good. DeRozan had 18-8-6, and six, and then Calden Johnson, one of Calden's best games, to be fair, 14-6. and six. I think he's more just a streamer, considering the dude is the 265th ranked player over the last two weeks. 
Rough night for DeJounte, 11, 7, and 7, which is all right. The seven rebounds and assists are good, but no steals, no blocks, and bad percentages, but still, you know, he, he, we know he's good. And then with um, with Pirtle playing more minutes, Eubanks was down to 16, but 9 and 13, he's still really actually good. So 16 team leagues, I think Drewy can be a short-term option there. Not much else to talk about. Lonnie Walker continues to flounder. There is no way that Devin Vassell is playing less than him next year. Lonnie Walker just isn't very good, I don't think, and I've had that opinion for a while. Now, talking about other blokes that I like, the dart, Gogo Badadze. Problem with my Gogo-mobile. Gogo-mobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. Now, the news here for Miles Turner is shithouse. A partial tear of a plantar plate in his big toe. I don't think we're seeing him again this regular season. I think, I wouldn't say you're safe, but I'd be, I'd be dropping him. Now, in a situation where Turner's out, Goga's not an ad, right? Because we we literally have just seen what happens when Turner's out and Goga plays 14, 15 minutes a night. The difference today is that DeMontis Sabonis was out. So they started Goga. He had seven points on seven shots, which is objectively horrendous. But nine rebounds and five blocks, 83 from line. This dude is going to be good. As long as... And the problem, I guess the problem here with Goga is is that he had some fouls, and he also hurt his ankle and wasn't able to return. So hopefully he's all right. But if Sabonis is out and Goga's fine, then he is a short-term option. But if Sabonis is playing, he won't be, I don't think, a 12-team league guy. Brogdon just, how do you shoot this bad, man? 18%, sorry, 18 points on 25%. And he'd been really good prior to this, but that was a stinker. While Ashea Brissett started over Justin Holiday. Hopefully you've all dropped Justin Holiday's ass. That is the biggest no-brainer for the last month. Get him out of here. While Brissett had 13 and 6 with three threes. Nice, but I don't think we need to read too much into it. McConnell had 8, 5, and 4. And Levert, yeah, he just took on a lot of shots and they didn't go in. 18, 4, and 2 for 42% with 50% from the line. That is always, always going to be the problem with Levert. He'll have some streaks that are good and he has some streaks that are shit house. 23 minutes for Sumner. The six assists and two steals make that line look a lot better than what it is. But he will have an, an elevated role as long as Turner is out, which, again, I think is the rest of the season. So Sumner can be at least that deeper league stream. Jeremy Lamb didn't play in this game, while Dougie McDirt played, and it couldn't have been worse. Four points in 18 minutes. McDermott is not a 12-team league ad. Get, let's get that out of the way now. He is not a 12-team league ad. Goga can be if Sabonis is out. But if Sabonis is playing, Goga... If you didn't like Sabonis last week... When Sabona, if you didn't like Goga then when Turner was out, you won't like him when we move forward. I think that's as simple as that. But he's bloody good, and I've said that a million times. You're all well aware of that. Um, all right, let's go on to the next game. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Washington Wizards. 109, sorry, 107 Oklahoma City, 119 Washington. Ty Jerome, 11 points, 3 threes, 20 minutes. The minutes is what concerns me. I think he can have an impact, but the minutes are concerning. Well, how about Darius Baisley? Now, this bloke may be like a dickhead for four months. Hey, take Darius Baisley with the last pick in your draft. It's a nice sleeper. Let's see where it goes. And he was shit house. And now he's gone, you know what, Josh? Let's go. It's time to fire up. 38 minutes, 26 points, seven rebounds. Now, he still shot poorly, 37% from the field, but 11 of 13 from the line was pretty strong. I think he's fine to have as a 12-team league guy, but I would not label him must roster. Remember, no Dort, no Roby, no Mascala, no Hall, no Deck, and no uh, Gildas Alexander, which I don't think we're getting him again this year. Another horrendous shooting night from the Salt Lake. Theo Maladon had 14-7-5 and on 33% shooting. He is just absolutely has to be punted with field goal percentage. You cannot deal with that otherwise. While Pokashevsky had a pretty rough night, 27%. 
Eight points, two threes, five assists. But still the assists are there. And I think he is still a 12-team league guy. The C-parter? I don't think so. Zero points for Moses Brown in 16 minutes with six boards, a steal, and a block. And he'll come out and make me look stupid next game and play 28 minutes and have 16 and 14 with three blocks. But the inconsistency makes it hard to roster him. While Sfima Mahailuk? Mahailuk? Yeah. Yeah. I keep getting that wrong. Sfima Mahailuk had 11 points with three points. Sorry, with three threes in those 25 minutes. But just uh, pretty rough stuff from the Thunder. Let's talk Wizards. Russ Westbrook, just, you want to talk about blokes killing your percentages. Holy shit. 28 from the field and 33 from the line, but 13, 11, and 17 assists with three steals is good. Just those percentages are rough. While Davis Bertans came off the bench, played 28 minutes, had 21 and 6. He is a 12-team league guy for the time being. He is shooting the absolute lights out. And Bielo had 30 points with three threes and three steals. Of course, in all Scott Brooks's um, mastery, he started Hull Neto, who had six points in 28 minutes. And yeah, Scott Brooks... It's that it's like that meme of you know that meme of Eric Andre shooting that bloke and then turning around. Why would he do this? This is Scott Brooks. It was like, man, I you know I just I don't, I don't like playing three centers, but I just yeah I've got to do it. You don't, you absolutely don't, but you keep doing it. Now Gafford was great again. Like he's literally been good every game. Thirteen and five, a block, hundred percent shooting. Like that is still twelve team worthy. But 16 minutes, while well, Alex Lenz spuds it up for 16 and Robin Lopez spuds it up for 16. To be fair to Lopez, he had 17 points. Like, what are you trying to do, Brooksy? Just play Gaff 20 minutes. Now, I'm worried that it's not going to happen. It happened two games ago. I went, oh, shit, like, here we go. It's happening. It's, it's on, it's on, it's on. And then he went, ha, psych. Three centers it is. Can't go. But the fact, and this is what shits me about Brooks, the fact that he comes out and says, I hate it. I hate playing three centers. I've got no choice. And then he doesn't do it. And then he must sit at home and go, I've got to do it. I've got to do it again. I've got to play the three centers. What are you doing? You don't like it. You survive without doing it. And you've got to run back to it. Dickhead. Uh, Denny Avdia, six points on 27% shooting. Yeah, he is a long way from being a contributor. A very, very long way. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I am fired up. And I've got more to fire up about. Don't worry. It's coming in a second. All right. Let's go into this next game. Wow. Uh, that score's wrong. I apologize. I'm going to fix that. All right. That's better. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Denver Nuggets, a double overtime game. The Nuggets win it in the end, 139-137. Now, I know I talked about this guy on the underperforming show today because he has been underperforming, like out barely inside the top 200 over the last two weeks. And then I sent out a tweet, which might be considered dumb. Let me read my tweet because you may not have seen it. I, you know, I own up to stuff. Did I tweet? Or did I write? Um, I don't know if I fully believe it, but is Darius Garland better than Ja Morant at this point? And I wrote, I know he is for fantasy. And then Morant just turned it on. Like, he just turned it on in overtime. Now, that's not without saying that he didn't have some absolutely mind-blowingly bad mistakes in this game, Morant. But 36, 8, and 12. Two threes, two steals, and a block. 54% shooting, 73 from the line. That is objectively fantastic. He is also a bloke that also feels completely beyond reproach. I like the guy. I think he's going to be good, but you cannot... I feel like you can't say anything critical about him without people jumping down your throat. Garland has been, I would say, better than him this season, almost without doubt. And then, you know, Morant made me look stupid. Not that Garland had a bad game, because he didn't. He played pretty well. But Morant comes out and does this. The problem is then he'll go out and have 13 and 4 on your know, 30% shooting with no threes and no steals, which has been a consistent thing for Morant this season. 
this was undoubtedly really, really good, and let's hope he continues. Because again, I hate doing it, but I, I, I like him. But sometimes you have to like when every single thing he does, people just oh man, he's so unbelievable. When again, the totality of his work this season has been, I think, relatively disappointing. But this was undeniably great. I tell you what else was undeniably great, kids. Just, just leave the room. DeAnthony fucking Melton, like. What a shock. What a shock that he plays 41 minutes. He's a team best plus 11. He has 25, 8, and 6 with four steals and six triples. Yet that dickhead decided that he would be the 11th man and not play him. Are he playing 15 minutes a night? Now, I don't know what to do here. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Do I add him? You have to. You have to add him. And then we'll see what bullshit goes on. Now, remember, there was no Dylan Brooks, there was no Jonas Valanciunas, and there was no Jaron Jackson Jr., and they could all be back next game. But Melton, in my mind, is better than Brooks, he's better than Allen, he's better than Bain, he's better than Winslow, he's better than Conchar, he's better than all those guys. And when I see this, I have to add him. I have to. But that's just me. You might be burnt a million times by Jenkins' rotation, not by Melton's playing by Jenkins' rotations. Because again, this guy is the 109th ranked player before today in 20 minutes a night. He's going to be well inside the top 100 after today. I just get frustrated with the dickery of not seeing how good he is. But we saw it today. I don't know if it convinces Jenkins. I'm not holding my breath. Could it be a Scott Brooks three-center type scenario? Maybe. But this is awesome. Grayson Allen was also pretty good outside of, again, some dumb shit plays that he made at the end. 24 points in 43 minutes with three steals and three threes. He is a 12-team league guy, while the cashier, Xavier Tillman. Memphis has got a good player here. 18 and 14, two threes, two steals, one block. Now, his value lasts as long as Jonas Valanciunas is out. But while he's out, shit, go for it. Desmond Bain started. He was somehow a minus 21 in 16 minutes and had three points. Um, I don't care if they start Bain over Melton or whatever they do, but Melton always needs to get more minutes. There's a stinker from Bain. Now, he's a bit better than this, but this was a poor game. Well, Brandon Clark returned and had four points. He did have four rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block, but I'm not convinced that he's must, must roster for 12-team leagues. Kyle Anderson, 11-6-6 and six is pretty good. Well, Justice Winslow, absolutely no reason to have him. Six points in 18 minutes. I, honestly, I don't even think he should be in the rotation at this stage. And when Balanchunas, Jackson, and Brooks comes back, he probably shouldn't. And D'Anthony De- Melton just took Tyus Jones' minutes. Eight minutes for Jones, zero points. Fair. Totally fair. For the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, he's, he's really good. 47, 15, and 8. In fact, Larry... It's pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. 47, 15, and 8. 65%, 83 from the line, two triples. He's the number one fantasy player this year. He's going to be, I think, the MVP pretty clearly. Big game. Also had Fart and Will Barton on the underperforming show today, and he said, well, Josh, screw you. 28, 6, and 7, 5 triples of steel on a block. Still relatively inefficient, but good to see the usage bump. While Maga Porter had 21 and 7 and 5 threes. Let's check in on Aaron Gordon. If I had a fart sound effect, I'd play it. 22 minutes, 2 points. 8 boards and a block on 14% shooting. Guys. On the trade deadline, I said I reckon he might be a drop. I gave him 2 games. I said drop him. Nothing's changed. Drop him. He's still rostered everywhere. He barely played in overtime. I don't think he played at all in overtime or in the fourth quarter. It's not that good. Speaking of not that good, Faku Kumpato struggled. Three points in 35 minutes, but he played 35 minutes. And Monty Morris is going to be out a while. Jamal Murray's out all season. Kumpato is going to have to get back on the back on the bus, back on the horse, and ride it out again. He only had two assists in a steal. He can still be a 12-team league guy. 
And he probably won't be this bad, but he's got opportunities. Well, I think PJ Dozier has some at least 14-team league value. 10-5-5 and five in 37 minutes for Peach. Didn't shoot that well. He does have issues with shooting, but he can fill it up in other areas, and he can be a, a sneaky guy. 16 teams for sure. 14 teams, maybe. Maybe for PJ. Double overtime game. Paul Millsap plays 13 minutes. Now, 12-5-2 is strong. A steal and a block is good, but nowhere should be nowhere near 12 or 14-team leagues, unfortunately, Paul Millsap. The, uh, the age decline train has hit him pretty fairly smack in the face at this stage. All right, let's go on to the last game of the night, which was nowhere near as exciting as that uh, Grizzlies-Nuggets game. The Jazz handled the Lakers 111-97. No Donovan Mitchell, so Joe Ingles started. 21 points, 5 triples, 5 assists. Great shooting, 73%. Good usage, plus 23. They just obliterated them, really. Conley had 14, 2, and 10. Gobert had 14 and 10 with two blocks. Even Royce O'Neal chipped in. 13, 9, and 5, three threes and two blocks. Now, O'Neal has been a top 140 player this year. He has fallen off of late, but he can be a guy that you do use in 12-team league formats if you need what he brings, which is good efficiency, good rebounds, and some steals. Bogdanovich had 19 points. Didn't do much else, but the four assists. Sheev? A surprise, to be sure. But a welcome one. And even Jordan Clarkson shot well. That's how much of a blowout this was. 32 minutes for Clarko, 22 points on 64%. Now he had nothing else, one assist and three rebounds. But Clarkson uh, is, is extraordinarily cooled off, but this is a good opportunity for him to bump that usage back up. Now the Lakers, Anthony Davis could return next game, but it did come out that LeBron has started light work, but he's still weeks away. That's not great. Dennis Schroeder, 15, 4 and 6 with four steals is solid. While Taylor Horton Tucker, he, he's actually good. But the problem is his minute certainty. I just don't know, you know where the minutes are going to come from every game. 24 points is great. Three threes, two assists, two steals. 62% shooting. We love it. Is he a 12-team must roster? No. Because, you know, Davis coming back does impact some things. Uh, can he be an option? Sure. But more of a 14-team league guy. KCP had 15 points with nothing else. While Kuzma had 17 in 29 minutes. And I don't think Kuzma's a guy that we need to hold on to. Um... I'm getting to him. Don't worry. Markeith Morris, four points in 23 minutes on 25%. That's rough. He's going to be a drop now with Davis back. And let's talk about Andre Drummond because, you know, I get criticized a lot, which is fine. I, I say things. I say my opinions. And someone's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong. But I consistently have said about Andre Drummond, look, he'll get minutes. He puts up fantasy stats, but he's actually not good on the court. And don't worry. He'll get to the Lakers and he'll reel it in. Don't worry, he won't do this stupid usage shit. He won't think that he's better than he is. He'll reel it in. And granted, he has not played with LeBron or Anthony Davis yet, so maybe that changes. But available history will just tell us that Andre Drummond is just this guy who posts up, has any... Unless every coach just looks at him and goes, mate, Andre, whenever you get it, can you just do whatever you can to shoot it? I, I doubt that's the case. I doubt every coach, Frank Vogel and Dwayne Casey and JB Bickerstaff and whatever other dickheads were coaching him in Detroit have said, Andre, every time you get it, Stan Van Gundy, whenever you get it, please just try a little hook shot, try a turnaround, try a post up. We just want to make sure that you're the bloke who's shooting it at all opportunities. There is no way that every coach said that. 29% usage for a bloke that shoots 25% as a seven foot center is embarrassing. And this is the shit that happened in Cleveland. And it happened for years in Detroit. It is not a scheme thing. It is not a coaching thing. It is a big avocado thing. And yes, maybe LeBron is the guy to reel him in. And there's a distinct possibility of that. And when Davis is out there, that changes. But he's actually shit house. Like, he's not good. He's not a good defender. He's not a good shooter. Look, true shooting of 28% and you are a center. Get out of here. Look at this bullshit. Now, what can we do in fantasy? I think we have to hold him. 
But it's embarrassing that their best center doesn't play, Marcus Gasol. He didn't play. Again, because Drummond's out there doing whatever this is, gesturing wildly, whatever this bullshit is. Montrez Harrell has two points in 13 minutes, and he just thought, man, if Drummond can be this bad, maybe I can be worse. And I know it's hard for the Lakers to win without Davis and LeBron. Of course, it's impossible. I'm not blaming them, but these guys aren't that good. And it's frustrating to see it. Eight, eight, and four for Drummond with two steals. If I had him, I would hold. Because there is still going to be numbers put up. He does do that sort of stuff. But holy shit, he's bad. And in terms of dynasty formats, what team is going to be going, man, we need Andre Drummond to be our starting center. I know the Raptors have got a huge hole. Giggity. At center. Maybe do they bring him in? But this guy is just destructive. Like who wants him to be their starting center next year and pay him and pay him big money for that privilege? I'm not sure there's anybody that wants to do that. He sucked today, like bad. As for Montrez Harrell, Jack. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, look, this dude is the 211th ranked player over the last two weeks, and that's without Anthony Davis. Really tough to justify holding on to him, I think. All right, let's talk other stuff. I told you I'm fired up. Top ads over the last 24 hours. Trevor Ariza up 19%. Hopefully that was just for the streaming ability today. I don't think he's a 12-teamer. He's a 14-teamer. Isaiah Stewart, absolutely a must-roster 12-teamer. Ferky from Turkey up 13%. Hopefully that's streaming without uh, Toby out. He's been putting up good numbers as a three-point streamer, but I'm not sure it's must-roster. 11% for Josh Jackson, fine. Cole Anthony up 11%. I think he is a 12-team league guy. In terms of drops, Monty Morris down 14%. Mickey Malone saying he might be out a while, but we know the doctor and his advanced medical degree from upstairs Hollywood Medical School. Maybe he could be wrong on that, but he said he's going to be out a while, so I think you have to drop. Mason Plumley down 13%. Yep, get rid of him. Rui Hachimura down 13%. Why were 13% of people still rostering him? DeAndre Jordan down 12 Well, with the news that Nicky Claxton's in the health and safety protocols and LaMarcus Aldridge is retired and Kevin Durant is out, I think Jordan can be a 12-team league guy if you need what he brings. And Corey Joseph down 10%. Can Dwayne Casey screw this up for us? Maybe. I would still think that he is a pretty strong drop. Let's look at the top 10 players under 50%. Andre Iguodala, that came out of nowhere. My man, the wave pool, DeAnthony Melton. Let's just add him and let's be disappointed again. Isaiah Hartenstein, I don't know what to do with him. 14 teams, I'd add him and see what happens. Thibel, good streamer. Garrett Temple, nice 14-team leaguer. Goga, if Sabonis remains out and Goga is healthy, then the dart can be a 12-team option. Deadman, nice 14-16 to 16 teamer. Royce O'Neal, back-end 12-er. Uh, Killian Hayes, the back-to-backs is the risk, and the coach is the risk, but the numbers would tell you that he is a 12-team league guy. I don't mind adding him, but... On a back-to-back, you got you got to have your IL plus, or you got to move on in those spots. Well, Edmund Sumner had a pretty strong game, but I don't really buy that long-term. Let's now flick it and talk some DFS. All right, only the five games on Tuesday, so let's talk about them now. FanDuel pricing. The Magic and the Hawks. The Hawks are 12.5-point favorites. The total is 219.5. Still no Hunter. Still no Reddish. Still no Dunn. Still no Snell. But Collins is back for his second game, probably under some sort of minutes restriction. Well, for the Magic, um, James Ennis and Michael Carter-Williams remain out. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that means we get more of the Shark, Dwayne Bacon, and of course, Cole Anthony stepping in there as well. Uh, Otto Porter remains sidelined, as is Terrence Ross. So some pretty decent size opportunities for those Magic guys in this game. The Hornets and the Knicks, of course, that news on LaMelo Ball that he's going to be back in seven to 10 days is great. 
and it's going to reduce the value of a lot of players when that happens, but he's not back for this one. We don't know what they're going to do at center, whether it's PJ Washington Jr., whether it's Vernon Carey, Cody Zeller, Bismack Biombo, but Bridges will get big minutes. Washington will get good minutes. Rogier could put up some big numbers with Devontae Graham questionable. We've got to see which way that goes for Devontae, of course. And then you get the Martins who step up there in uh, Graham's absence, if that is actually the case. For the Pelicans, no Harden, no Durant, no Claxton. So DeAndre Jordan, Landry Shamet, Bruce Brown, Kyrie, Jeff Green, Blake Griffin, these guys are all going to have to step up. While the Pelicans, James Johnson is doubtful. And you would have to assume that Lonzo Ball's still under some sort of minutes restriction. Um, with Johnson doubtful, maybe that means more minutes for someone like a Naji Marshall. For the Clippers and the Blazers, no Ibaka or no Beverly for the Clippers. Nick Batum will return after resting last game, while the Blazers are going to have no Damian Lillard and no Yusuf Nurkic. So fire up your earnest cancers. Have a look at Anthony Simons, maybe take a flyer on Derek Jones or Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, or probably more importantly, Carmelo Anthony, who's uh, going to have to take a lot of shots with no Dame Lillard there. Minnesota at Sacramento, uh, Jalen Noel doubtful, but Carl Anthony Towns is ready to play, while for the Kings, Rashawn Holmes remains sidelined along with Marvin Bagley. In terms of overall value in this one, uh, Cantor I like a lot at 55. I love Cole Anthony. I actually like the Sharp, 3,800, Dwayne Bacon. Anthony Simons, Hassan Whiteside, Kyrie Irving, maybe Joe Harris. I'm not super in on that. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, Wendell Carter Jr., Julius Randle, the double royal, CJ McCullum, maybe. Mallow, I like. Uh, Darren Fox, I like as well. He's been tearing it up. Carl Anthony Towns, somewhat appealing. Maybe minimum salary. RJ Hampton can work. And then Trey Young and Bogdan Bogdanovich and Zion Williamson also rounding out some pretty decent value on this slate. Guys, don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and on Odyssey. But when you're on YouTube, go and hit the thumbs up. Go and hit the notification bell and go and drop your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.